everyone. Welcome to another issue of the Dark Sky Pod. I'm David Warrington here at the Scottish Dark Sky Observatory. It's the final month of the year and with much longer spells of darker skies, December can be a great period of time of the year to look up at the night sky. The astronomical year turns on the 21st of December when the winter solstice arrives. The sun at noon will be its lowest point in the sky for the year and in the weeks that follow it will start to climb once again in the sky as we technically start heading towards summer at that point. Now this winter we've got uh, the planet Venus in the night sky. It will be a, a bright and brilliant object in the evening sky after sunset. Towards the end of the month you can look out for Venus visible across the southwestern horizon after dark um, and it should be visible all the way through to about six, half six perhaps. It's already a very, very obvious object to look for on the southern horizon, probably from about four, half four onwards as it starts to darken and the sun starts to set. So look along the horizon for a very bright point of light. With a good pair of binoculars, or if you do have a small telescope, it's quite easily possible to look out for the phases of Venus as it changes its orbit around the Sun. And we see a different portion of Venus illuminated by sunset from our point of view. This is a similar way to how we see the phases of the Moon cycle throughout the month, um, as it's illuminated from a slightly different angle each day. But this is where Venus is orbiting around the Sun instead. You'll be able to look out for Venus into January and February as well and it will start start to get higher in the sky as well so it will be a very very easy obvious target to look out for. Uh, we had quite a good regular meteor shower in uh, the Geminids in December that peaked around the 13th 14th of December. Um, unfortunately it was slightly drowned out by the full moon and we also had some pretty poor weather as well. But even with all that, we did still get to see some quite nice bright meteors across the sky. There is another meteor shower, somewhat well less known, called the Ursids, that will uh, peak after Christmas and into the new year, around about the 4th of January. It tends to be a meteor shower that produces lots and lots of um, meteors. Not always quite so bright, but if you've got clear skies, it'll be well worth checking out. These last few days of December you're really going to see the best conditions for dark sky observing as the moon is going to be absent from the late evening skies with the sun setting so low below the horizon at night anywhere from about 10 o'clock through to the early hours of the morning should offer you really really deep dark skies however as all stargazers know the quality of dark skies depends greatly on the overspreading nuisance of light pollution the increasing use of cheap, badly designed bright white LED streetlights also has the potential to counteract our growing efforts to try and cut down on light pollution as much as possible. If you can find some good dark skies this month, there are some fantastic stars and constellations and patterns to look up for as well. The constellation of Orion is at its best um, around midnight in December. And as with all the bright winter constellations, they'll start to rise up across the southern sky during the month. And we do obviously with December and January, start to get some really, really good frosty nights, hopefully, so that can produce some really clear skies as well. The winter does bring with it some really splendid constellations to view for Northern Hemisphere observers. As I say, best seen during those long, dark winter evenings as we get towards midnight sometimes. Orion is a very, very key winter constellation which will dominate the southern sky into the new year. 
Um, it's two really, really bright stars that make up the shoulders of Orion, so to speak, Produ produce a good contrasting colour with uh, Betelgeuse, will be a really noticeably orange-amber appearance in the sky. You also have Rigel, one of the feet of Orion, which has a slightly bluish-white appearance as well. You'll be able to notice the three belt stars of Orion. They act as something of a pointer as well. You're able to locate uh, other bright stars like Sirius and Aldebaran by following the line of uh, the belt of Orion, extending it out left and right. You'll be able to see the brightest star in the night sky, Sirius, towards the left of Orion's belt. You'll be able to see the very fiery orange eye of Taurus the ball, Aldebaran, much higher and to the right of the uh, belt of Orion. So it's quite a good indicator to help you explore around that part of the sky too. If you want a bit more of a challenge, perhaps, you can look out for the Winter Hexagon. It's this big loop, this big circle of bright stars across uh, the winter night sky, dotted in this very large pattern. The stars Betelgeuse, Rigel, Aldebaran, Capella, Procyon, Sirius, Castor and Pollux are some of the bright stars that make up this large circular pattern, and it can be quite a nice observing challenge for the winter. So if you get a star chart, or if you get an app on your phone, you'll be able to try and find where these stars are in the sky and hopefully dot them together. And as you follow that pattern around the sky, this big loop of bright stars, you may start to encounter, as I say, different colours of stars, different brightnesses of stars. And if you scan around that part of the sky with a pair of binoculars, you'll be amazed by how much more detail you'll be able to see in that part of the sky. Now, with it also being a festive time of year, Quite often our attention is drawn away to the story of a star at Christmas. There is one biblical account of the nativity involving a story of the three wise men being drawn to Bethlehem by a star in the night sky. What could that star of Bethlehem have been though from an astronomical perspective? Uh, there are quite a few different possible explanations for the star of Bethlehem which have been put forward over the years from a purely astronomical point of view. Uh, perhaps the star was a supernova, a variable star, maybe a new comet visible in the night sky. Could there have been planets uh, very bright in the night sky at the time? It may seem quite hard to imagine that any of these particular objects could have been seen as this miraculous event calling these travellers across quite a great distance to journey. But if you think back to a time when the skies were that much darker, the night sky would have looked very, very different. It would have revealed a very different picture to perhaps that that we see today. So maybe what we consider quite simple astronomical events now, they might have been regarded with quite a bit more significance all that time ago. The idea that the three wise men or the magi might have seen a supernova was first suggested Back in the 1600s, there were quite a few historical records listing some observations of nova and supernova, including one which might have happened around 5 or 6 BC. And they're the sorts of years when historical scholars suggest that Jesus might have been born. Supernovae are these really massive stars which have exploded. They are these highly energetic stellar explosions which significantly brighten for quite a short time, perhaps producing this very, very bright point of light in the sky. Maybe that sort of event or another type of variable star where a star will periodically get very, very bright and then dim off, perhaps that could have produced a new bright object in the night sky that people would have noticed. Occasionally, the planets in the solar system can also appear as quite bright objects in the night sky. 
at the moment we've got Venus very very bright in the um, early evening earlier on in the year we had the very bright Jupiter and Saturn as well and they can appear as quite brilliant points of light in the sky occasionally you get planetary conjunctions occurring causing two or more of these planets to appear quite close together in the sky and at one time those sorts of conjunctions would have held quite a bit of significance to people trying to tell fortunes based on the planetary motions across the sky and so that sort of event might have been quite important to these so-called three wise men as well. Comets are also other objects in our solar system which will temporarily gain in brightness as they approach the sun. They sometimes develop tails in the process as lots of their contents and material are drawn away from the nucleus of the comet. Comets have been witnessed and detailed and accounted for throughout history and at one time they were often seen as omens for coming events. A very bright comet with a tail pointed towards the horizon would have had perhaps definite implications for observers at the time and again observations of comets are recorded back to um, quite a long time including those around 5 or 6 BC. So while the Bible itself doesn't particularly state that there was a star or a particularly bright object in the sky, um, it still gained quite a bit of significance as part of the story. It's not particularly mentioned in too many accounts of the time, but it has gained some significance to anyone familiar with the story. Perhaps the three wise men were actually quite keen astronomers just like us, viewing the night sky with quite a bit more attention than others, and maybe a particularly bright significant object did appear back then. Whatever you think, try and enjoy your Christmas and if you do have clear skies outside, try and get out there into the back garden, have a look up and see what you can see in this nice cold winter's sky if it is clear. Thanks a lot for listening, we'll see you again in the new year.